0: It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves and Ashley Fresca on 95.5 WSB. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK.
1: Last
2: hour of Lawn and Garden here on 95.5 WSB. you have got Ashley Frasca, Walter Reeves alongside one another co-hosting the show, answering your Lawn and Garden questions. I think we're we're banging through a lot of calls we're Banging this through.
3: We're really going fast.
2: Yeah, I mean, and really the warm weather this past week has inspired a lot of people there ready to get out and do something. Yeah. There's some things starting to bloom already, maybe faked out by the warm weather, but nevertheless we can help you with any situation. 404-872-0750. You ready to get back into calls? I'm ready, I'm right, ready Let's do it Scott in Winder Good morning, Scott
4: Good morning, Ashley I've got a bit of a mystery i I installed some purple daydream dwarf pedlums okay. In the ground about five years ago And these things have never Ooh. bloomed
2: Never pink or white, nothing? Nothing yeah.
3: hmm. did it look healthy? The leaves are, you know, staying on it It looks fully leafed out and all that?
4: They do. Um, Self-exposure. Um, I've never given them a lot of fertilizer, but I give them a lot of supplemental water and get, keep mulch on them, because I know they don't have very deep roots.
2: Hmm. That is interesting. No, laurel petalum
3: is free blooming right now all over Atlanta. I see them commonly blooming right now in uh, late January. So why would you—I don't have a clue. Why would a lower petalum not bloom? It wants to bloom. Plants want to bloom. They want to reproduce. That's why they're— reason for existence. Flowers are just what we enjoy. The plant needs it to, to reproduce and have seeds. And do you think it it's
4: indicative be? of these dwarf varieties, do you all?
3: Not that... Well, uh, you know, that sort of take that back. I have a... Huh, now that you've made me think about it, yes, I have a purple pixie. Two, three, one, two, three. Yeah, three purple pixie laura across the front of my flower bed. And I don't remember ever having a flower on purple pixie. Really? Mm-hmm. Never do. It could be indicative of just this is dwarf variety of laurel petal, it does not flower as well as commonly as the big ones do. Ha! Huh. Learn something new every day. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Here Come I to am,
3: almost, <laughs> almost retired, and he teaches me another thing about laurel petal. Yeah, the dwarf ones in my landscape haven't bloomed either, that well, I remember.
2: Shoot, Scott, then I guess you're just left to enjoy the... Purple leaves
4: Yeah oh. I guess so uh, Well Walter Will you keep up the, uh, Your website Oh at yeah, least for yeah, the time yeah. Being?
3: I have a new website Whole design Coming up in the next Month Probably month and a half Maybe Scott And so look out for that It's going to be Completely different looking Much more usable Much more easily Searchable uh, More bright graphics And stuff like that
4: Yeah Sure Well I can't tell you How much I've appreciated You all over the years uh, Thank you Best wishes in retirement And thank you For all the knowledge You've given us uh, Thank you Scott Thanks,
2: Scott. Have a great day. So, yeah, for those of you who have never done so, I think you need to go to WalterReeves.com and the search bar. Like you said, it's going to be even more functional. Which is the search bar in the upper right-hand corner. We are the beneficiaries of years of Walter's observations and writings, articles for the Atlanta Journal Constitution. All of that is cataloged on the website. So, I guarantee you, there's not a plant in Georgia that you type in there that you won't find. Even mushrooms. We were talking about mushrooms. Yeah, sure. That's in there too. All right. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. Good morning, June How are you? Good morning Hey, so what are you doing with an amaryllis? Um, well, I moved
5: them with me When I, I bought a house 14 years ago And I moved all of my flowers with me uh, The amaryllis wasn't mine But it was at another house It was on the property And so I put it out And I was busy trying to get my yards ready And I'm just it been enjoying the blooms, the beautiful orangey red blooms. But now the bunch is getting so big. I think last year it had over a hundred blooms. On. Wow,
6: that's so, great.
5: Uh can I? Do I need to separate the bulbs, or should I just kind of cut down into it with a shovel and just move it by chunks? No, I do. It? I, I think so you big. do
3: it like you do daffodils. You dig up the whole chunk, the whole hunk, the whole mass of roots and bulbs. And very gently separates them apart from each other,
5: and oh, you know, gives them some more that's room a, That's in a like huge. That's, that is probably big as a wash tub. It's well, so big. that's, that's a
2: big undertaking. And dividing irises, kind of the same thing. You have to have the patience for. it Maybe I mean, just you know, to to make it more manageable for yourself, do a portion of of the bed, you know, one at a time, a little bit. Maybe start with a fourth of it, and kind of start to space them out, or share them, give them. Yeah, give them the
3: invite friends to come over and help you, mm-hmm. and in return for them helping you, then they get an amaryllis <laughs> or two. Sure, that work Yeah,
5: when's the best time to do that? In the spring.
3: I think after they bloom. Are are usually the ones that bloom in May when they're outdoors.
2: Are they blooming now, uh, June or?
5: No. Uh, I I don't even remember what month they start to bloom. Yeah, so May,
3: in the early June, maybe. But yeah, after I they finish so. blooming outside, that's the time to divide them. Let the Let the photos get nice and strong after the flowering finishes, and then you can divide them then without any problem.
5: Did you cut the green tops off? Some of them kind of got hurt with the last cold spell we had a few weeks back.
3: You can scissor it off if you want to, but as long as the part of the plant that's above the ground is green, I leave it alone. Even when I have to scissor off the ends that got frozen or dried up during the summertime, I still leave the green alone and scissor off the brown just so it doesn't look so ugly.
5: Okay. Okay. They They, they get so tall because they don't really have room to... Produce anymore. I I had to put a little fence around them to keep them from falling over. Oh, yeah. I I hate it that I I was busy trying to get my yards ready, and I hate it that I let it get that big, but I just look at the blooms and enjoy them, and now it's so big I've got a big problem. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. Divide and divide and conquer, no pun intended. Just do a little bit at a time, but you're smart to think that. 813 here on 95.5 WSB. Got to check back in with the WSB Traffic Center on a traffic red alert.
0: This is a breaking triple team traffic alert from 95.5 WSB.
6: 813 in the Ray Carrier WSB 24-hour traffic center, and as we speak, I'm taking a live look at the jam cam and the crash investigation. Georgia 400 northbound north of I-85 is clearing all lanes now reopened. Four northbound north of I-85. All lanes have reopened. Delays remain. It's going to take a few minutes to those to shake out, but we are watching all lanes currently being held now in Clayton County. 75 southbound north of Forest Parkway. Exit number 237 as they try to clear a crash out of the left lanes. Use Highway 41 or Highway 54 as an alternate. I'm Mike Schiltz, 95.5 WSB.
2: Atlanta traffic. It's always something. You clear one crash always. and then Mike has another one. So yeah, good news. If you're trying to travel up to Buckhead, all lanes open. Some delays are Main you may still want to stick with an alternate Route 4048720750 Chris in Franklin Georgia good morning Good morning hey where's Franklin at
7: It is between Carrollton and LaGrange yeah. okay
2: Alright very good well thank you for calling
7: Chris How can we help um, Every year I plant my tomatoes They grow great I get A lot of tomatoes but right About the time they're starting to change From green to red they Either rot on the bottom or they'll Split oh. all the way down one side of it, and I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing wrong. All right, so two
2: things going on with the the uh, rotting on the bottom. That's mm-hmm. what's known as blossom end rot. Right. So that is something that you've got to get ahead of before it happens. So if you know that that's just a common problem that you've got blossom end rot, something you want to take care of ahead of time. Splitting open, I think that's a water issue Right, Walter? I
3: think they're both water issues In fact, I'm sure of it They're both water issues And what's going on is that When you don't have enough calcium At the end of the little tiny tomato fruit If you've got any calcium back there The blossom just rots And you have a little rotten spot And then as the tomato grows bigger and bigger and bigger It finally turns red But you turn it upside down it's a big black rotten spot on the bottom Which actually correctly identified as blossom end rot Now, you might think that just adding calcium to the soil around the tomato plant would fix that. It does not. What your real problem is, is there's an inconsistent watering, and watering is what carries the calcium up to the fruit, and also heavy fertilizing causes more leaves to grow on the plant, and heavy fertilization takes calcium away from the fruit as well. So the splitting is the same thing. If you let a tomato plant grow for a while and then it gets dry and the skin doesn't grow very much during the dry period and then it gets more water on it then the inside sort of explodes, splits it apart and so in both cases water is the key to management and I think if you'll be more attentive to making the water always available, not soggy not not dry but always available to the plant you'll get a lot better results and won't have the blossom in right or the splitting either one
0: Okay, I always mulch up under them
6: to keep the yes. grass down mm. Should I not do that? No, mm.
2: you definitely should Because one of the things in keeping the watering and the moisture kind of consistent Which you want to maintain that constant level of moisture Mulch is perfect to help that So that's going to maintain more of a, more you know, consistency in, in the moisture in the soil there So mulching is a great idea I think it's really necessary And it, it also avoids splashback. you know, splash up from The ground getting up into the fruit and things like that So yeah, continue doing that for sure
7: Okay, and also I put um, Epsom salt in with it when I plant it Uh And then periodically, maybe Every three weeks or so, I'll spray them With an Epsom salt mix Uh, Is that good to do that Or should I back off on the Epsom salt?
3: It doesn't help at all
7: Doesn't help at all?
3: If it makes you feel better, you know, go ahead I used to put my grandmother's foot soaking water She had a big tub that she put her feet in At night and she would say Go empty my foot soap water onto the roses And I'd go out there and empty the Epsom salts on the roses And research has shown that we have Lots of magnesium in our soil We have lots of whatever the epsom salts is made of Magnesium sulfate And so it doesn't really add anything that you don't already have But if you want to put it on It doesn't hurt anything either
7: All right. thank you very much Thanks
2: Chris, have a good morning You too Alright, still got some time to call 404 750 Coming up on 818 Here on 95.5 WSB Ashley Frasca, Walter Reeves, Lawn and Garden We'll be back right after this
4: It's Scott Slate, did you know you can listen to Walter Reeves On Saturday mornings on your Amazon Echo or Dot And me too, weekday mornings Just say Alexa, play WSB And we're on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's news and talk Here's Walter
2: Walter Reeves, Ashley Frasca here. we got to give you a weather update if you're just waking up wondering what the day lies ahead for you. Brought to you by Finley Roofing. It's cold. It's going to stay cold. Look out for a stray morning shower Maybe a light afternoon shower today Highs only reaching the mid-50s Lows around 36 And tomorrow it's going to be sunny but breezy Highs only in the mid-40s A 10 degree temperature drop from the high today Low around 27 So you got to get those uh, Maybe if you, if you put the house plants or something outside To enjoy the 70 degrees we had this past week You're going to want to bring them in today uh, The complete weather forecast comes up in 10 minutes On 95.5 WSB It's funny off the air Walter just talking about what plants you hate what and what you, you just hate? really love. I was just really passionate about Indian Hawthorn just now. I kind of surprised myself like god I hate those. <laughs> like wow. Didn't know that uh, that that had a, 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 such a problem with me. I'm sorry control <clears throat>
3: myself. They're a nice plant. Their mother loves
2: them. They look pretty. <laughs> oh, mine didn't. Don't be hating
3: on my Indian hustle. I'm sorry.
2: 404 8720750. Tom in coming. You got uh issues with some hedges that are dying off, huh?
8: Yes, I sure do. About five years ago we planted nine emerald arboriti in a row.
3: Arborvitae. Uh-huh. And
8: the, the the one on the end browned out and then completely died or removed it, and now the, the next one has browned out and died. And I removed it. So four have progressively died in a, in a line, and I'm calling to see. I've tried putting insecticide around the bottom in case there's some kind of bugs or something. But I'm calling to see if there's some kind of fungus or something that I need to treat to, to keep it from progressing and killing all of them.
2: What are you noticing? Are you noticing a discoloration first, or is it just pretty much going from green straight to brown?
8: No, it, it, it's discoloration first. It, mm-hmm. it sort of yellows in little areas, and then it spreads further, and then uh, and the whole the whole thing will brown out and just be completely dead.
2: So they get really... Um, Leland cypress and arborvitae are really susceptible to... Drought, drought yeah. Drought damage right water. there.
3: And you just perfectly describe what drought damage looks like. So when okay. you planted it, let's go back and talk a little bit about when you planted How How did you plant? Give me an idea of how you prepared the soil before you put them in the ground.
8: Well, that, um, dug a hole, turned up the dirt, put a bag of uh, nature's helper okay. in the hole and... Uh, Mulched on top after the ball got in the hole.
3: How how wide was the was the hole, or how deep was it? some more dimensions.
8: These were probably we you know we bought the trees from a nursery, so they're about five feet tall. Mm-hmm. So the root balls about uh, you know maybe eighteen inches in diameter, so the hole was about thirty inches. The, they almost touched each other because yeah. I was planting them about three feet apart.
3: Mm-hmm. It needs to be wider. Next time you plant an arborvitae, and it'll be fine to plant new arborvitaes right there if you want to. But the next time you plant them, make the whole, not the hole exactly, but the area in which the roots can expand, make it at least five feet in diameter. And they'll surely touch each other then. In fact, you take a tiller and just go down the whole row where you have the arborvitaes Mm -hmm. that are dead now and till a row at least 36 inches wide. Better would be 48 inches wide. Maybe even better than that, 60 inches wide. Yeah, wow. wow. four or five feet, just big wide area because what is causing the arborvitae to die that you have now was the roots just didn't go far enough out and you didn't get enough water when it was dry last summer.
2: So... Advice for anyone starting off with Lelands or Arborvitae is just making sure there's constant irrigation, yeah, like consistent. Make sure those
3: roots can really right. spread.
2: Irrigation for those in the beginning. Thank you so much for the call, Tom. Good luck. It's time to jet out. we got to check news, weather, and traffic, and then we'll be back with the Pikes pick of the weekend in less than 10 minutes. Stay tuned here on Lawn and Garden 95.5 WSB.
0: It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves and Ashley Fresca on 95.5 WSB. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK.
2: And we're back just like that, Lawn and Garden ninety five point five WSB Ashley Praska, Walter Reeves answering Lawn and Garden questions. And Walter, you've got officially three and a half more hours Uh. to host the Lawn and Garden show. (laughs) So let's make the most of this half hour, shall we? All right, let's do it. Let's talk to somebody we know and like. Yeah, we start this half hour by starting with our friend Mickey Gazaway from Pike Nursery. Good morning, Mickey. Good morning, Ashley. Good morning, Walter. How are you? we're you've, doing
1: great You've got a busy day today We do We're so excited today We're having our birding class I love it And we're it. doing it at all the stores uh, I get to do the one here at West Cobb So I'm really excited about that Because everybody knows that birds are my passion And so I'm really excited about doing it It's going to be
2: fun And that starts at 10 a.m. So granted, right. some of the pike locations may The class may be full But it's worth going on pikenursery.com Check your store and see if they still have openings. It's not too late to
1: register, and it's free. And sometimes, sometimes you can squeeze in even. If they're full, so check oh, good. Out, okay out to make sure. And even if you can't get in, you can check out Pikes anyway because we got some gorgeous stuff. Yes, and
2: Walter was talking about your observations, Walter, with uh, the bluebirds that you've seen. Oh man, my bluebirds oh, yeah. are
3: beautiful,
1: beautiful mm-hmm. this Aren't week. Aren't they pretty? Yeah. Aren't they pretty? And they're still hanging out all together now. They haven't have yours uh, paired up yet, or are you getting a lot together?
3: Uh, four, so. three or four male bluebirds yeah. together this week, so they haven't yet yeah.
1: separated out. Right, right, they're checking out, they're seeing who's got the best place to go <laughs> My house it, the boys find them first and then they bring the girls to
2: see if they like it Oh, that's so nice Checking out conditions first Well, that's we right. bring you on this time every Saturday to share with the right. listeners the deals that they can get at Pike Nursery Sometimes exclusive, sometimes for everyone of course But
1: the Pikes pick this weekend, very common pansies, right? Right, absolutely, and there are four and a half fancies Inch pansies are ninety nine cents, so that's a great that's deal. A deal yeah. And it's for everybody. And this is a good time to put them out because some of our yards are looking a little tired with the, you know, with the weather. And so hopefully this will brighten them up a little bit in your pots or in the ground, either one.
2: So people were planning, you know, pansies even back in November. So there's still right. time. Mm-hmm. They still really they do fine through the cold weather. And Walter has repeatedly told people, osmocote mm-hmm. is a great fertilizer sure to be, you know, invest in that. You can use it right now on the pansies, violas,
1: snapdragons, any of that, right? Yeah, you can use it. I'll, if I'm going to use osmocote, I use the one with the um, the red label. Because that, our pink label is not really red; it's pink because it has a little more nitrate nitrogen and than the others. That's good because too.
3: pansies and ornamental cabbage and kale—they all are growing obviously in cold soil, and nitrate nitrogen is probably better to get into the soil and into the roots of the plants better than some of the other forms of nitrogen like ammonia and urea and things like that.
1: That's right. Now we've also got the Doctor Earth, if, uh, the organic fertilizer, the annual blends, which is a good sure. one as well. So just everybody can choose the one they want But we've got, we've got a good selection here
2: So the four and a half inch pansies and violas, 99 cents each That's right, Perfect. that's exactly right All right, so the birding class today I will be seeing you at West Cobb Oh, I'm so excited to see you, be you, careful <laughs> I'm going to be one of your students today And I promise good. I'll sit in the I'm front so row And I'll ask a lot of questions Oh, good, good. <laughs> Walter knows I'm that He's really like, oh, really gosh you really do yes, that,
7: Walter? I can't imagine her doing
2: that <laughs> So, well, how can people find out more About pike landscape design Pansies, gift cards, classes Any of that information? At pikenursery.com Perfect, we'll be seeing you there, Mickey Thank you so much Thank you, you taught her good, Walter <laughs>
3: Thanks, <Aww>. Mickey
7: <laughs> Have a great Saturday, I'll see you real soon Thank
2: you, you too, bye Thanks, bye. Mickey Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. 750 Right back to calls We've got a lot of good ones holding Elizabeth out in Stone Mountain, good morning
7: Good morning How can we help? I have an old, old rose bush That's probably five feet tall I keep wanting to cut it back But some of the stems that are coming up look dead. I mean, they're big, Mm. bigger than my thumb. Yeah. And everything else is small, way on the top. How do I do that?
3: The older ones usually are the first to come out because they're the ones that have less potential to make blooms. And the young ones, the new canes that are vigorous and came out in the last year or so, they're the ones that have blooms on them anyway. And so rejuvenating a rose is pretty easy. You go in and take out all the old canes, take them down to six inches or so, and the new buds underneath there will sprout out new canes, and those new canes will have flowers on them.
7: I can cut them down to six inches. The when old the ones. blooming tree is as tall as five feet. Well,
3: the the individual canes. How many individual branches do you have? If you have some, probably six. At least one of them is the old one. One of them is the old one. It comes out.
7: Okay. Well, I'll have to check on that, because I'm not real sure. That just all looks so old. Well, at this, um, at
3: this time in my life, a lot of my compatriots and friends look <laughs> all looking old right now.
7: And, the, and it's so tall, I was afraid to cut it back that far.
3: No, it won't hurt a rose. No, if it's healthy, if you've taken care of it pretty well, watered and fertilized it in the last year or so, then a healthy rose pruning is probably the best thing you can do for it.
7: Well, it was on this property... Um, when we acquired it. So I've only been doing it for the last maybe five years, yeah. but it keeps getting bigger, and uh, I don't want to kill it.
3: No, you're. But... that's a common fear, but pruning a rose again is the best thing you can do. A lot of times I prune it around Valentine's Day. Ashley taught me that Valentine's Day is a really good time to prune because the buds have just started to turn pink, and you can tell which direction yeah. they're pointing. And the way that you do sort of nip and tuck and neaten up a rose in the spring and fe- in Valentine's Day is to prune just above an outward facing bud, a quarter inch or so above an outward facing bud and that makes the rose itself grow outward and not have any crossing branches in the center
7: hmm. okay Well, because I don't know what kind of rose bush it is, it's yeah. just a pretty red red rose bush
3: Yeah, well I can just say in most cases if it's a, if it's a shrub rose in general a shrub rose in general you take out the older canes, all the dead, diseased, damaged ones, yeah. uh, prune to an outside bud, and you'll get a fine-looking rose flower bush this, this spring.
7: When you say shrub rose, you mean kind of short and round. Yeah,
3: and different from a climbing rose. It might be, you know, 10, 20 feet tall. Oh,
7: this is not climbing, and it's not short and round, but I, it may have been supposed to be short and round.
3: Yeah, I mean, even knockout rose, it's called it a shrub rose, but I've seen it easily 6, 7 mm-hmm. feet tall. Okay, well um, baby the, d- the dog is saying, come out yeah, and prune
2: Yeah, you, on, we you will go and your pup and prune, <laughs> That's
7: right, ready to go outside <laughs> He is I've got a thank problem you. with my doorbell It rings by itself I've got to find out the problem Oh goodness. Well, thank you for the call, Elizabeth
2: Best of luck to
7: you with the roses, okay? Okay, thank you All very right. much
2: You're welcome, have a great Saturday morning <laughs> Up next is Jane in Decatur Hey, Jane, how are you?
6: I'm doing well this morning. Hope y'all are. Hey, Jane. What's going on? Good, mo- good morning. Good morning. Well, <clears throat> good morning, good morning. In my courtyard, I have a Indian hawthorn tree. And the reason it's a tree is because when they built our, our community back in the 80s, uh, someone put an Indian hawthorn in there and never pruned it. So it literally is a tree now where the... I can hang bird feeders and oh, yeah. do it and, you know, yard art, et cetera. You know, I love yard art. But anyway, the other day we noticed from our kitchen window, looking out at the um, Indian hawthorn, a white something growing up, to two or three of the different uh, large branches of this Indian hawthorn. Yeah. And the, the growth is different. The one that is closest to our window looking out is a flat, um, spreading white something. But the one, the growth on a further branch, further away from the house, closer to the garage is, it looks like um, half mushrooms. And I don't know what you call those, like a fungus of some kind? Yeah, right. I do know that there is not good drainage where this Indian hawthorn is. Uh, Below the Indian hawthorn is just a lot of green I put colorful pots in there With plants in there to to add some color Um, There's a lot of shades. So I don't, you know, like Caladiums and things like that in the summer But I need
2: to know what to do with my tree I don't want to lose my tree You've described something perfectly That Walter has indeed seen pictures of
4: what is it? Because do Jane it. sent them
3: to me a few minutes ago. Jane, <laughs> and For our listeners, I think Jane and I are good friends. And if you shop at the Toco Hill Pike, you will see that one of the most enthusiastic salespeople at Toco Hill Pike Nursery is <laughs> Jane, who is doing a great job there. But since you it. sent me pictures, Jane, I can tell you that those mushrooms, and they are mushrooms, they're not lichens, but the mushrooms are indicative that some fungus is growing inside that limb. And more My. than likely, you need to just cut the limb off. I think that's what I would do.
4: Oh.
6: Okay, so what I'm hearing you say is definitely a pruning of the tree. Would it benefit the tree if I really did a deep – you know, it grows up through the pergola. You know the pergola. Yeah, it I think you, up-
3: you're going to have to do something uh, – there's limited light in your backyard. There's a limit of light is going to be the real thing that tells you how to prune it because okay. if you prune it down a lot, then the light is going to cause it to grow tall and skinny and through the pergola once again. So, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm, I I know you'll start by taking off these dead limbs. That's where I would start, and then from okay. there you use your judgment to decide. Well, if I took this one off and let this one have a little more light to mm-hmm. the uh, outside, sort out, out outward facing from the pergola. Hopefully, you yeah. get something that'll grow and be healthy back there. But the you know, light is always that limiting factor in your backyard. It's so shady. Yes.
6: Yeah. Well, the side over there where um, my husband puts the you know, the um, tomatoes we get plenty of sun over there, but over on that other side yeah. but closer to the to the um privacy wall there is so mm-hmm. much shade. So huh? I guess what you're saying is Maybe if I cut it down The root system is still going to be healthy enough yeah. To support new growth It'll And support I am sure save the tree yeah. I want to save the tree
2: Yeah, it sounds like you'll be able to, Jane Just start with, start with making those prunings And just kind of keep an eye on it See how it does Thank you so much And the picture was quite helpful Love it sure that was. In real time Coming up on 847 We have a couple questions left We'll get to before the end of the show Teresa about her daffodils Greg, maybe another rose pruning question So we'll cover that And we're going to check weather and traffic coming up right now on 95.5 WSB.
4: It's Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on 95.5 WSB. The news and traffic teams will be here first thing Monday morning to help you get to work on time and informed. Now back to Walter Reeves and his lawn and garden expertise on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk.
2: Time for a quick weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing The cold is back to stay, folks A stray morning shower and maybe a light afternoon shower Highs only reaching the mid-50s Low around 36 And tomorrow, more sunny Less clouds Breezy High of 46 Low of 27 Stay tuned for the complete weather update Coming up from meteorologist Kirk Mellish In 10 minutes on 95.5 WSB A little more time for a few more calls Teresa up in Winder Good morning, Teresa Good morning so what are you observing going on in your in your landscape?
5: Unfortunately, my daffodils are coming up earlier and earlier every year. Last year it was February, mm. and now they're up in January.
2: Yeah. Yeah, mine too. So what do we do, Walter? Nothing. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They're going to be fine.
3: They, daffodils and tulips and the rest of them are totally cold uh, tolerant, so they'll be fine. They'll come up. Okay.
2: Yeah, and then, I mean, that's even more motivation for me When I know there's going to be a cold snap Or it's just staying cold and I see all that blooming I want to, like, go outside and help it So that kind of (laughs) keeps me, like, you know Cutting the flowers and bringing them in Fresh flowers, I'm not used to doing that in the house Because I used Mm -hmm. to have a cat that ate everything on the counters But now I don't have the cat anymore And I can actually have the fresh cut flowers So that'd be nice, Teresa, just bring them in as they Pop up and have a nice little vase Sitting around
5: well, thank you. I don't want to say thank you, Walter, for all the oh, information you. you've given us over the years and have a happy retirement.
2: Oh, I will.
3: But I'll still be on the show occasionally and we'll have stuff here every week generally that I'll be talking about. So I think you'll still hear my voice.
2: Oh, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Teresa. We so appreciate it. Thank you so much. Have a great Saturday. Thank you. And I think uh, Bill and Ella Jay, Bill may have sentiments much the same as Teresa's. Hey, Bill.
0: Hey. I just wanted to congratulate Walter on 800 years of a <laughs> radio show.
3: <laughs> there are some Saturdays I feel that way, Bill.
0: <laughs> and uh, for all the stuff that you've done for the industry, uh, again, thank you so much.
3: What do we count? 1,300 different shows I've done over the. Over I was my just career? looking
2: that up because you posted that on yeah, your website. 1,352. I yes, 1,352 1, shows. So is this. 53, 13, 53?
3: 1353? No,
0: this
2: is 51. Oh, okay, That's so you counted to the end. Right. To the yeah, end, isn't yeah. it, Bill? I mean, the man rarely misses a Saturday.
0: But I you know understand. something, what's going to happen is with just doing the computer and occasional radio, he's never going to get out of his PJs. <laughs> he
2: yeah, doesn't to come here. Very, <laughs> <laughs> really, what's the
0: difference? If You only saw the two all. of
2: us slubbing in here on a Saturday morning.
0: Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> and the fruit tree industry is still alive and well in L.A.J. I'm glad good. to hear it. How's
3: your shoulder, Bill?
0: It's doing very good. Good to hear that. It's doing very good. One of the joys of being in retirement
3: uh, Yeah, you give it <laughs> operations whenever you want to and, uh, You get
0: all those things replaced That you couldn't use in the, uh, From being in the nursery industry <laughs> All your
3: doctor appointments are easy to get to Because you don't have anything else to do but go to the doctor Get some more <laughs> pills, go. go to the drugstore, get your pills oh, uh, Do your physical therapy You'll are painting your such a
2: good picture for me In 30 it's years, thank really you <laughs> great.
3: Bill retired several years ago And I'm sure he's enjoying retirement as much as I sort of will be
2: Welcome to the club, thank you so much Bill, it's 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 been an awesome Saturday morning So you've got to be tuned in Next Saturday, January 25th For Walter's final lawn and garden show But he's not going anywhere That's just the last show that he will host My thanks very much as always to Walter For having me along For passing along information to y'all Crystal Wheeler, screen to the phones Jason Byers kept us up on all the traffic information You needed to know with those breaking traffic Alerts that we had throughout the show So much thanks, continue calling 404 750 Up next, already in the house Dave Baker and Home Fix It Have a great Saturday morning, we'll be back with you Next week what on Lawn and Garden